I need a dope flip. I was on some rope shit, a nigga was a pope pimp. Do or die, nigga, play me on some mo' shit. A nigga might as well kill his motherfucking self, it's a suicide. Got a drago, let it rip, nigga, hopped up quick. So I had a double back, get him two times. I ain't new to this shit, bitch, I'm true to this shit. And every morning I wake up and throw a game. Yeah. I just wanna. Nala, you good? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're good. Nala. Look at that. Wonderful. <laughs> I had to figure it out. Yeah, I know. This is why I was giving us extra time. You know, I figured that. Um, okay, so I guess we could start. Okay. Welcome, everybody. This is the Not For Sale podcast. I am your host, Bree, a.k.a. Do say Brie. Obviously, you know, we are clearly not in our normal location. <laughs> We're still going to have a great pod. Um, we have a wonderful guest today. My favorite little human being, Nala. Hi. What's up, girl? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just chilling. I'm extremely high. You're extremely <laughs> high. Yes, I ate an I ate a fucking one of these things and I've just been trying not to be high. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they are, but how do you mean you don't know what the fuck they are? So you just eat and shit and you don't know what it is? Abby gave it to me, so yeah, it's safe. She gave it to me. I'm crying, you know. My roommate gave it to me, so I must be straight. <laughs> she ain't giving us stuff that would kill me. I mean, of course not. But still, that is not the case, sis. It's, it's still okay. not. We live when oh. we learn, right? We live when we learn. Right, just go drink. Just keep drinking mad water. I've drunk a gallon at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. You know, it's one of those moments where I just want to be sitting here like I don't want to be this high. Yeah. At this point, you're gonna have to ride the wave. Listen, yeah. I'm going with the flow. I'm <laughs> a little Asian. Fuck it, you might well. Listen, that's my life every day. So I I know what you I know where you at. It's okay. <laughs> I wish I was high every day. That sounds <laughs> girl bye. My doesn't get high every day. Right. Guys, no, guys. Don't, don't, said nothing was wrong with it though. <laughs> don't tell the people that that I be getting high all day. I don't. I be in my house watching Takashi Six Nine music documentaries. <laughs> and I need to watch them with her. I hate it. I hate so it. the <laughs> fact that both me and Nala turned our head on that comment. <sighs> understand music documentaries guys give great gems and i really think because the fact that i just said that it's six nine i feel like that's the reason why everybody is smearing their nose but if you get past the fact that it's six nine and you go more into the elements of the entire show which go into like the super villain aspect of hip-hop and how we kind of created or allowed him to be the supervillain of hip-hop, something that 50 Cent was for years. But, you know, that's a whole nother story. I don't think we allow him to be the supervillain, per se. I think he puts himself in a very antagonist 
situation. He puts himself as the antagonist in most situations. He's mo- more so the one antagonizing. People may have a comment or an opinion about him, but don't nobody ever be like, oh, Takashi, this, this, this. He's the one who always is antagonizing the situation. Just I my agree. opinion. Though. Just my opinion. I agree, because I just seen, I don't know if you've seen it, Bree, but there was a video where his baby mama was speaking and she was basically like saying like, I understand why people is coming at him, but to like leave her and her daughter out of it because they don't even like absolutely. But the fact that millions and those are kids, and she's like, "Yo, I don't know what he do. I don't." She was like, "I understand why people is coming at me because he's out here like he's on a mission to do who knows what. Like only he knows what he's trying to gain from that. But it's like he's hurting other people in the process. And I feel like when first when six nine first came out, yeah, we know he was supposedly like in with the Bloods and stuff. But I feel like it was his international audience and like the kids that's outside of like our community that was really putting a battery in his back. Like the internet kids, those are the ones who was really putting a battery in his back because when it all came, when it really came down to it, the hood stopped fucking with him. Six months, once he came out, he did all that rat shit, it was over. Like the, all of those people that was that was um, with him for clowning those videos, throwing up gang signs and stuff, it's over. Like on, on some real street shit, he's not, he's not valid. But the internet and those kids that aren't connected to stuff like that and don't, you know, aren't... They're still going to put the battery in his back because they can separate themselves from that. I think it's just interesting that you brought that part up, Zara, because a lot of the documentary jumps into that. But I also, with Nala, what you said, similar to uh, we kind of, um, he created that vein for himself. I agree, but I also feel like we had a lot to do with the amplified vision of that of that uh, like idea of him. Um, documentary went into specific parts about how, you know, hip hop artists are seen as larger than life. So a lot of the time is when we see them, we automatically like know their story, where they came from and know their identity. So with that, in that music, it's important that artists kind of create or cultivate their identity within the hip-hop field for example andre 3000 is seen as the soulful poet who breaks music um, limitations on his own hove is as a kingpin and he moves in his life that same way um he's always making money moves and things of that sort so um and then we have six nine who is seen as the supervillain, like everybody and what was I think it's more funny than anything that we use simple villain with him specifically because in his life he had his stepdad and his biological dad, but because his biological dad wasn't there in his life, he had a lot of his stepdad. And unfortunately, well, not unfortunate, because it's great that he saw his stepdad as his superhero, but unfortunately, due to the death or the rapid death of his stepdad, he kind of seen it as your superheroes die. So why would I want to be a superhero? I want to be a supervillain because they live and they go and the idea of the Joker and how granted everybody hates the Joker, they still have a undying love or want to understand the Joker, if that makes any sense. It does. But at the same time, I think that that's not drawing the line between reality and fantasy, because realistically, the Joker and stuff, 
super villains, superheroes, that's all fantasy. That's not reality. They're like. So you don't think 50 Cent held the role of the super villain of hip hop for no. decades? No, I think he trolled a lot and like he might have been a more outspoken than most people and didn't really give a fuck about what he was saying. But in terms of like, I don't think and 50 Cent didn't intentionally go out and create beef with people. No, he absolutely like, did not. Right. So that's why I feel like that's the, like the biggest difference because 6 9 what you said, will go out there and, and poke the bear. He will yeah. literally not be afraid to jump in a cage. But then when the bear comes back at you, he's running scared. Whereas with 50 Cent, even if he did antagonize it or throw fuel onto the fire of the beef, he was going to be right there. What's up? Yeah, I said it. But at the same time, every villain, every villain thinks their way, the things that they're doing is the right thing to do. And they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just really based upon your life experiences, really. I think that's the only way that most people are having an opinion is basing it off their life, their life experience. And realistically, his fan base ain't kids from the hood. Really? Like it was like kids from the hood wasn't buying tickets for, to go see him. It was mostly little white kids. It's always little white kids. It was mostly little white kids, little Indian, Asian, all of that. I'm like, that's it. White kids, though, it never fails. It's always little white kids who don't understand hip hop or the essence of hip hop or the creation, like how hip hop started. And now we have nothing but the snitching ass rappers. I mean, I, no, say it. No, no, absolutely yeah. not crying shit i remember we could cut it out so if it's bad i'll cut it out no well i'm not even gonna say it because it doesn't need i don't need you to question if it's bad it's if i think it's bad just not gonna say it i think it's bad i guess speaking of bad um you know have you guys seen trey songs have you guys seen trey songs lately like he's been just jumping down in this sex tape leak shit like i don't I don't get it. And he's not coming out with a project. So why are we getting? I mean, he dropped a single. So project must be on the way or in the way. For a single? Wow. Trey. Uh, I mean, Trey's always been a little. Core? Yeah. So it's not like for me, it's just like, okay. He's just running and playing the cards. He was dope. That's true. That's true. I'd rather have control of the situation than be a be a victim to the situation to the narrative. He's taking technically in a sense he's taking control of the narrative. Why do you say that? Because he's instead of him instead of him shying away from it happening and that shit happen like he did he's using the shit. He did it though. Yeah. So he's so using it, but I don't think he meant for it to come out. Don't nobody mean for those type of things to come out. Oh, nah, I'm a disagree with you on that one, bro. I think he intentionally put that shit up. Oh. That. Oh. Zara, what do you think? Uh, you like it, I love it. I agree. I think just because, like, I've been seeing, like, his IG posts and, like, his not just IG, social media, like, 
activity sense. And he's kind of just riding that wave. Like, he's like, oh, like, one of his posts was like, oops, ma, I got caught. Then, like, another one was like... That's what I said. He is jumping into this. Yeah, he another one, he was like, oh, um... Based, like on back on his like I'm Mr. Celia girl type shit. So I feel like he's like like I said before, like he's on his OG, like he's moving into his OG phase right now. So I feel like you know he gotta he gotta creep back in her mind, you know the little the little youngins behind us who who Trey Songs really was. Yeah, because Trey Songs wasn't ever no square ass nigga. Like he was always that fine. <laughs> Ain't nasty. Yes, been nasty. Ready? Because <laughs> I know. And don't try to act like you ain't have sex to the whole Ready album at what? one point in your life. Neighbors know my name? Boy, <laughs> why was I 14? That was my song. <laughs> Listen. Well, what name? Your 14. This right here, a panty dropper. What neighbors know your, know your name of 14? Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But I'm not- just saying, like, what? And don't you say nothing. Don't I, even... I wasn't having sex at 14. I wasn't even thinking about sex at 14. Neither was I. Good. Catch Not me two years later and I was all... like, so in it then. Two years later, maybe. But at 14, I wasn't even thinking. My girl said two years later, maybe. But 14, <laughs> I was Absolutely shit. not. Yeah, because also I feel like the last we've heard, like the lot of we've been getting from Trey songs hasn't been on that like freaky like this is still your girl type stuff it's been on some like real r&b shit so like i'm some real my heart is broken yeah now he, he's tipping his toe back in there i don't mind it i feel like he's going through i i don't know who said this before but i heard it somewhere but um someone I, said it was probably you Yes, that he's going through like a reinvention of himself. Like Usher has to do every mm-hmm. every generation. Like he's trying to find his wave and how to maneuver his way through this R and B world. Because realistically, R and B, but also stay relevant because you know nowadays, like you know, um, I don't as much as I used to. But every time I scroll like the blogs, the best post is always about a scandal. Hmm. True. It's it's always about a scandal. And so it's just like, you know. And consumerism counts towards that too. Consumerism. We're so used to consuming so much at such a fast rate that we want more. Exactly. So quick. So I get it. He's just trying to, I feel like he's trying to stay relevant. But I feel like also, this could be like weird, but I feel like he did it in kind of like a classy way. Like it was a classy, thoughty way. He linked his whole sex thing, y'all. I'm not yeah, about that. He did. Oh. But um, at the same time, nobody's coming at him for it. not going to play with like, us today. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it kind of just casually came out, and then now he's just like, yeah, I did a little thing. And that's it. He leaked his own sex tape, and he snitched on him. I am not with this shit with y'all. I can't. I can't co-sign it. Maybe he just wanted everybody to know he slang good D. That's but, it. Maybe that, too. But... But 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 we knew that already, did we not? No, because no, I never tried it. So how did I know? Because he talks about it. Just because you talk a good game, don't mean you listen. I like niggas. What girl has ever came out and said Trey Song's dick is whack? What girl? What girl would actually come out and say that publicly? If his dick was whack they would definitely come out and say that nigga be capping all day. He breathing and he capping. Mm. 1,000. 
I think women would call him out if he did not give the pipe game the way his music says he's giving the pipe game. And that Trey has been over in the business for over eight years. Trey, I hate Trey. <laughs> What'd you say? Just say you hate Trey right now and go, Fred. <laughs> I don't hate Trey. I love Trey. I just want you to come back. You say you hate what he's doing right now and you're upset with him. I am. I'm very upset because I want him to stop acting like a whore. <laughs> he is a whore, sweetheart. He been a whore. This is the same nigga that was taking niggas' girlfriends. That is whorish in itself. What are you talking about? Proving my point. Explain he, this to me. Of a particular age now, can be giving it up like he, Chris, like he Chris Brown, because he not even Chris Brown. Chris Brown ain't even Chris Brown no more. So I don't yeah. even want to. We're not going there with the Chris Brown slender, all right? Because listen, this is what we're not finna do. Although I will, I will, I will admit he's been, but we're not just gonna do that because Chris Brown, we just not gonna do that. What you mean? It's the same thing. No, it's not. Okay, so Trace is only 36 years old. Only 36. That's almost 40. Are you bugging out the fuck right now? Like, I know what I'm talking. Yo, tired of my cold. You got cold. like four years left to be a hoe. And he's questioning my shit when I said this nigga's old as fuck and he got a chill. Chris is- Brown is only 30 years old? He's 36. No, Chris Brown is not 36 years old, no, sweetheart. Chris Brown is not. Wait, Chris Brown. Oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. Hold on, sweetheart. 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 Brown is 31. Okay, so he, he still got a couple more years. He can act like an idiot. That's fine. Prime thotty years. Yeah, this is prime thotty years. Trey, no, it's prime. It's like if... It's time for you to settle down. It's like, it's similar to... Time for you to wrap the dick up. Wrap it up. Saran wrap it. It's similar dental to... Like dental dance. It's similar... <laughs> Like if Snoop Dogg was just out here and like slinging dick with a whole last wife, but he out here with his mom. I mean, look- Rich Dollars is still out here slinging dick. And we look at him crazy. And we, we look at him like a creep. Yeah. So we- that's not a good that's not a good example. Like Thanks. next example, please. Rich Dollars, we look at him like mm. Terrible. We still you look at him low key. Rich Dollars is almost equivalent to Benzina. I love both. Of, I love both of their characters, but oh, they're no. in in a, in a, in a men sense. I look at them both the same. Y'all both two yeah. old ass niggas. Like what is wrong with y'all? Y'all need to wrap the dick up before it can't get up no more. Guns in that same boat. No, Peter Guns. Yes, absolutely. They're all old men. Yeah. Old men. They need Viagra. <laughs> Uh, not. Not. Maybe they don't, and they just eat very. Listen, God bless them. Whatever rocks short sails their seas and rocks the boat, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yo. But for me, it's gonna be an absolutely not. Y'all are old. Y'all are like my daddy old. Y'all old enough to be my daddy. Stop playing with me. <laughs> they are old enough to be all of our fathers. If exactly. So, sir, why would you ever think? Because girls do it. Okay. They'll- not this one. Let's not do that because Lionel Richie recently just came out to have some 31-year-old girl. granddaughter. 
That's his. Okay, listen. If we're gonna listen, I'm sorry. I'm gonna say this, and this might be very controversial, but realistically, if we're gonna say like it's weird for a 23 year old to be dating a 17 year old, it's the same thing for these 60 year old men dating these 40 year old women. That's disgusting. That's your granddaughter, um, sir. I couldn't even wipe my ass when you were wiping yours. That's kind of weird. <laughs> you would have had to wipe. Like, come on, come on. Like that's that's weird. You. So, did you think I was cute when I was? It's all weird. I just the. Jason Beyonce. So why do we say that to the to Lionel Richie and his his new boo? But listen, I'm that's a grow at at that. But listen, at the same time, that's a forty year old woman. She can do what the fuck she want to do. That's why run your pussy up. It ain't my pussy. Once you turn 18, you're an adult, so you can make your own decisions. So absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't believe in that that whole 18-year-old thing because you could barely take care of yourself at 18. No, absolutely. I agree. However, in the eyes of the law, they tell you. Yeah, but that's still so which doesn't make any sense because realistically, I can't I can date somebody who's 40 years older than me, but I can't buy alcohol. No. Well, you know that they changed that because when my dad was little, you could drink with 18 and they and they realized that people was getting fucked up and they moved it to 21 because they figured at 21, you're a little bit older and should know how to act more accordingly. But at 21, you don't know what the hell you're doing either. They don't. At 21, you still getting pissy drunk. <laughs> 21, I was for sure getting pissy drunk. <laughs> I know it's pissy drunk. 21, it was over. I did not want no part to that shit no more. I think my 21st birthday, I didn't even drink on my 21st birthday because they got me drunk three days before that. And I was like, uh, I don't ever want to drink again. That's hilarious. I'm good. Yeah, 20th birthday, I never wanted to drink again. Thanks to Zara and the rest of these fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, you. You'll be okay. It's my fault. It is. It's your fault. fault. Definitely your fault. But, you know, let's not go into that because that's a whole another story. And we already went there on a previous episode. We ain't even about to go there. Just know it's your fault. Right? All I would take the responsibility. That's it. And that. Uh, but in other news, Bobby Schmurt is home. Yes. Yes. Yo, can I just say that I love Bobby and Rowdy and how they held each other down? Because mm-hmm. I, I just loved it. I loved it. That's And how he came home and the things that he's enjoying, I love it. Like, it puts a smile on my face to see him enjoying the fruits of his labor right. before it was so quickly snatched from up under him. And I also, but like, I feel like it's so good too. how he's held this same reputation as, like, an old, not an OG, but kind of like a legend. For seven, for the last seven years, like mm-hmm. I really did not believe. Like when he went away in 2014, and I thought he was done for. And it was over three years. I thought it was it was quiet. Like we was never like he was gonna get out and he was gonna be washed. And yeah. it's like he got out and he got the Gucci Man homecoming, like the New York version of the, like it was warm outside. Everybody was like, "Yo, he's back." I saw it on Fox Five News. Like Lisa Evers was talking to Torre about Bobby Schmurter coming home on the news. I'm like, that's crazy. 
I love it. I love it. And let me just say that he not a skinny nigga no more. He looked a little, listen, I used to think that Bobby. A little healthy. A little, a little, he was like a little too skinny for me. (laughs) Now he looks a little healthy and that nigga fine. A little. Fine. A little. He ain't a little healthy. He healthy. No, that nigga was good as hell. He looked like he could, you may hit him and you may break a bone. That's how. <laughs> yeah, that's how. He, 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 he look good now, so it don't matter. He look good, and I don't know. It's just something always about his teeth. His teeth just make like his smile is just so pretty. Yeah, he has nice teeth. His nice smile teeth. is so. He has one of the most beautiful smiles. But all I know is that he better take this little Gucci Man homecoming he had and mix that and with run with it. Girls' energy that where they dropped that album as soon as they came back because they both only got but so long. Like now, nah, Roddy dropped a few little, a little few little things. I know that's what I'm saying. Like they got to keep it going. Like they can't wait too long after being home and not like. But also, it's Corona, so you they just gotta do it right because the type of music they make is outside music, so they're oh, not yeah. really gonna drop the good shit till like close to right when summer oh, hits yeah. and everybody's gonna be on the roof. Roof and shit, which rooftop parties all summer. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yo, I was like yesterday when it was really warm outside. I was like, yo, New Yorkers be like, it's fifty five. Yo, we outside. Like that's really yes. My roommate and he like we're outside. I was like, it's cold. Fifty degrees is not warm. That's cold to us. That's warm. When it's been that cold from like the end of October until now, and we get some sun and it's fifty degrees. It's a party. Cold before October. What are you talking about? Alright, that's what I'm saying. It'd be cold for so long. Once you get a little break in that cold weather, we outside. Listen, we outside. Bobby brought the great weather home, so I'm that's here for it. Um, and the weather has been great thus far. I haven't got a bad day yet, so yeah. clear Bobby is supposed Let's to Let's go, Bobby. I'm rooting for him. Um, I know, guys, though, I think he should actually take his time with the music. Don't rush. Hell no, don't rush. Cause I want you- him to enjoy his free time. Like, you've been... Yeah. Like, I don't want him to rush with this music stuff. I actually want him to enjoy his free... Like, you're free. And coming home, like, it's a different type of feeling. Like, when you you first get out of them, them walls and you come home, it's real different. And I want him to enjoy it. Like, oh, not having someone tell you when you can't go to the bathroom, etc. However, I am interested to see how, like, I mean, I know, like, the 6 9 buzz has died down, but, like, they was on songs together. So now that, like, 6 9 did his shit and then, you know, you had our little pop smoke moment and stuff, I'm like, I'm wondering how they gonna position themselves, like, in that, in that er- arena. I say that I think it's important for him to not rush him him or Rowdy should be rushing to put music out. I think they should uh, watch the climate. And when I say watch the climate, they should be in the studio with their peers. Because I think in the time that they came out, it was a different era of music. It was a different era of hip hop. And the culture was in a different stage. So I think right now they should be way more, I don't want to say behind, but I think they should do a lot of research prior to dropping. I think they should start with features and test the water and see how it goes prior to putting any music out solo. Because of the fact that they are just got out, it's a lot of pressure for them to come ready and come hard. And the way that we anticipate them to be coming hard may not always translate in their actual approach. For example, JT. JT was a little rusty when she first got out too, but 
it over time it got better. So I'm just saying with like Rowdy and Bobby, I'm not really rushing for them to put out music. I want them more to get familiar in the field, like hang out with other rappers, get on different features, play a little bit, get their feet wet prior to jumping into their own kind of music on their by themselves. You don't think that Rowdy um Loki got that little experience, that little foot in with his joint with Pop Smoke he did and then him coming out and linking up with Funk Flex? No, because to be honest, who's talking about that today? Rowdy's Rowdy's right pop shit was fucking fire. It didn't have the lasting effect though. So it could be fire for the first 24 hours and for the first week, but long game, nobody gave, gave the fuck about that. Everybody cares about Bobby. And unfortunately, that's kind of not always the best because it leaves a lot of pressure for artists. I know Bobby's already feeling the pressure, but I know most rappers or at least like rappers that I know, they definitely like write and record and stuff like that while they're in prison just so that they're not as rusty. Now, I'm not going to hold you. When I first heard that first Rowdy record, that nigga is rusty. Don't come out with no more music. And I'm going to keep it a buck with you. And I fucks with Rowdy. But no. You're, you're, it's still too brand new. God just got out. You just got out. You haven't been in the studio very long enough. You haven't been with a lot of other rappers because it's COVID. It's just a lot of factors and mediums into why this may not necessarily be the easiest way for them to get back in. Granted, they are the most respected when it comes to hip hop because they did hold it down for six years, which I am kind of glad that the younger generation does get to see that because right now, the only one that they see is 6 9 and that's not it when it comes to like the actual real street shit of it. But that's just my two cents. I think also a lot of people, a lot of people just have opinions about stuff that they don't have any experience in. And those opinions, although they have no validity in a mm-hmm. sense, like it's still a valid opinion to the masses because it's an opinion. And social media makes invalid opinions valid. Do you agree with that, Zara? I guess it, I guess the way I'm thinking about it is that makes sense in a way that like uh, the reason why you have like so many people that do or say like a lot of the same things is because there's somebody out there is going to identify with your version of your opinion on that topic. We could all be talking about sneakers and and the reason why everybody's going to have an audience because somewhere out there, like somebody fucks with your opinion versus more so than the other one. So I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, that's why we have, you know, these Twitter battles and these IG battles on the internet because it's like somebody will say something so outlandish and to, you would never say something like that in a million years. But if you think about what their reality is, that might be a product of what their reality is. And you can't tell them that's not their reality. And unfortunately, you know, we are as a, as a collective human beings, we all have brains. We all think somebody's going to have somebody somewhere is going to have the same kind of thinking as you as no matter how outlandish it is. I agree. I agree. I think that kind of also dives into the Tiger Woodstock that I saw. Me and Nala all about it. Nala feels like he did not like golf at all. No, not at all. I feel like he liked it because he was good at it, but I don't feel like he likes golf enough to... It wasn't his passion. Like, it, yeah, it wasn't something that he would have took as serious if he would have had a choice. I didn't see it, but I know when we were last talking about it, I would, I could I could see how that can happen, especially, like, when you start with something as a kid. Using myself as an example, like, I was really good at tennis um, when I was little. My dad really wanted me to play tennis, but ultimately, I had the choice to end up playing what I wanted, but I know had he pushed me to play tennis and then I got I would have got to being a teenager and it was like, yeah, I'm good at it, but I've been playing tennis since I was four years old. Like, I could either really love it and just want to do 
do it for the rest of my life or I could just be so tired of it. But at the same time, like still like it because I'm good at it and I know that I can win. But this is like I want to do something else now. Yeah. And also, I'm glad you said that because it actually sparked a statement that I had um, in terms of after watching the Tiger Doc, the 6ix9ine Doc, the Britney Spears Doc. I've been watching a lot of docs over the weekend, a lot of music docs. So don't judge me. But I did realize each documentary kind of showed me how Black people, no matter what area you're in, whether that's fashion, sports, music, whatever, you're looked at as a performer. When Tiger's fame died and he was trying to rebuild, people were looking at him like a machine and not an actual person. The same goes for hip-hop artists. They are looked at as performers, not people first. So whatever negative energy or negative drama they have around them, it affects their career. Whether that be Beyonce, Cardi, Drake, no matter what, they're all looked at as performers. So I just saw that it's like very interesting that we as consumers hold so much pressure on our public figures or artists in general to do better. But in the grand scheme of things, we don't necessarily look at them as humans. Like we look into them as like, well, you're a performer, you're an artist, like you, you can handle it. Like you're fine. You signed up for this rather than taking the empathetic route and understanding. Well, unfortunately, that's just one of the pitfalls of celebrityism, like, period. Because, you know, especially, like, we still, <clears throat> at least in my opinion, like, celebrityism has still carried over from the olden days when there was no internet, there was no blogs, there was no, you know, you, there's still that, for most people in this country, there's still a large barrier between them and Beyonce. Like, to them, it's like, you know, I'm never gonna, probably never gonna meet her, I'm never gonna know who she is, have a conversation with her. You know, we're in circles where we might have that proximity to her, so we see artists and and performers as people but at the same time like if you've never seen a celebrity in your life and all you see of them or is on tv when they have these grand things and they're having a good you know they're doing their thing and they have they're put on a good show that's all you know of them and though now like we're getting to the trend where people feel like they know celebrities because we have our personal social medias and we have the blogs and we have these moments where you can come out and speak um but there's still like i said that carryover where you still have that disconnect between like i don't know you as a person i only know you as this character or this actor or this music or performer. So you don't think that Beyonce, Destiny's Child, Aretha Franklin, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson, the Jackson Five, there was all not a relatability that people were not were able to be common at. I feel like I get what you're saying. I agree with you, but I also feel like a lot of people only look up to certain or enjoy certain artists because of the fact that they look to them as relatable like self. I only say that because I was watching the Britney Spears doc and all the little, you know, LGBTY of like other races. They spoke highly of the fact that Britney gave them the ability to generally be themselves at the end of the day or give them a path or show them like, hey, you can be yourself and be as great as you are. Look at me. I'm Britney and I'm just like, I'm bomb. Which I agree. I feel like that's part of growing up and realizing throughout life that things change. I agree. But I also feel like that relatability that you're talking about is still something that is marketed. It's not like, you know, you are, a lot of artists have stage names. And so you might relate to Trey songs, but 
I don't know if you relate to Tremaine. You know what I mean? Like you might relate to um, Lady Gaga, but you don't know who her, whatever her real name is, you know, behind the scenes. Same thing with Britney. You know, she went by her real name, but at the same time, you know, when she was coming up, I'm sure, you know, we're going to market her as like the pop star, the party girl. You know, she's going to be everybody, the girl next door type of thing. Saying is, it's like those categories that we identify ourselves with. You know, if you're the girl next door, the church girl, if you're the party girl, if you're this girl, like those things have still been created. That type of image has been created by someone or something, you know, because if you really think about it, everybody can be all of those girls in one. I think it's just too vaguely relatable in a sense. Like it's so easily like the stuff that they market people on is like anything that can like anybody can relate to. So it's so easily relatable that people don't realize that. Yeah, they I can relate to them in this sense because they look like this, but like everybody's different. It doesn't click for them that everyone's different. And just because she has this aspect about her that is relatable to me doesn't mean that's exactly how she defines herself. If you think about it in terms of like why certain artists only have but so much of a following and why they why certain artists choose to only have so much of a following because they understand that their audience is really their audience. Like I know whatever quirks, whatever random crap that I decide to do, you're not going to judge or whatever. Whereas, you know, I feel like, you know, when whoever bigger artists like Beyonce, Chris Brown, whoever, they even try to change their sound or change their image or do something different, there's backlash. But it's like, if you really related to me, like as a person, like you would understand that as an artist, I might want to change and do this one day. You know, maybe I'm, I've been really feeling like I'm in a weird mood, so I'm going to be quirky on this day. I could agree. I could definitely agree with that. I just feel like a lot of fans don't always think that same way with you. A lot of fans will look at the surface and be like, oh, Sharbani. They'll be like, oh my gosh, she's black. She looks like Aaliyah. Like, she's great. Oh, I can relate to her. She's brown skin like me. I could dance. She could dance. Like, it's very common. Like Nala said, it's common things that people are relating or feel like they're relating to. They was coming for my girl, Chloe. You know, they always coming for her. I don't understand. Just let, let that little girl live. They not. They're not going to let her live. Why? Because she's looked at as like everybody's little sister. And but who get title? Because she don't look like my little sister. No, but it's just like, you know, like they were like the two cute girls that came up under Beyonce. Like they were sweet and innocent. They didn't do any like, yes, they were younger at the time, but also like they just had like somehow they just kind of garnered, garnered that image. Like I think and I think them being under Beyonce also had a lot to do with it because people see her in that way, kind of. And so it's like they just became like everybody's little sisters in like the industry type of thing. So it's like, you don't want to see you grow up like I don't want to see you doing that. Like, you know, like I don't want to see I don't want to see when Maya is going out looking like I did when I was 19. I'm like, sis, I knew I seen you when you was in diapers. I changed your diaper. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's Changed your diapers. <laughs> Give her a break, sis. Yeah, I changed your diaper. It's okay. That's fine. Just lift up the titty a little bit. It's that yeah, it's that type of vibe. So I lift up the titty. I'm crying. But also, I feel like we there's always like <laughs> listen, we messed up. We wasn't strippers. We can make it. We we didn't end up being strippers. No, I always laugh at my. I always laugh. Me and my sister, me and Lydia always laugh at the fact that we'd be like, "Damn, Shorty should have. We could have made it a lot faster than this." 
I'm dead. I, I mean, you got lying in a sense. You said yeah, what? I'm not lying think, in a sense. But we also don't think about when we say that it's like being a stripper really is a lifestyle. Oh, like no. fast money, but it's like there's so much other things you got to think about when it comes you to gotta that. You got to deal with. You really have to be about that life. <laughs> like literally. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm not about that life. Let me just yeah, say I'm that. I'm not. Mm-mm. I'm a simp. So no, that's that life is not for me. I just can't take just anything. I just, I won't tolerate just anything. I I don't even like niggas. So you know I'm definitely not just about to just tolerate. I love y'all though. Shout out to my black man. Keyword yours. She didn't say y'all. She said yours. <laughs> she said she she put possession on and I just want that to be clear. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the black man, you know. We oh, trying now, to now, now this. Ooh, shout out to the black man. I love y'all. I just, I'm, I'm just hard on y'all. It's all right. You'll be all right. The Lord loves y'all either way, you know. Mm-hmm. The Lord love you too. Rest in peace to Cicely Tyson and Dustin Diamond for their unlike untimely pastings. Rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. She gave us a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Amazing set of movies that I will make my children watch and their kids watch. I hope my life is like hers, like when I'm like 90. Cause she was like a slow burn. And I've been realizing in life, like when you like a you have a craft and like you're that slow burn where like you just keep getting popular and just doing more things. Like I think Angela Bassett is on that same wave. Um Lit Winfield's on that same wave. Like they're just continuing to be lit well into their 60s. Like Cicely Tyson was like almost 90, if not 90, when she passed. And, and she's past 90. She was on the planet. She just wrote a book. Like, she was just in a movie three years ago. And I'm just like, Shorty was getting to the bag. I liked it and I appreciate it. I want to be that lit when I'm 96. Me too. Me too. What's Rory doing? Yo, Rory is a hot nigga, yo. Did him and his Shorty get married yet or not? I don't think so. I think they're still engaged. But anyway, so I'm sorry, guys, but we're going to get to some real sad, sad. Well, we're going to stay in the sad news. Um, Jeff Bezos stepped down from being the Amazon CEO. Y'all know that whole scandal came out with Amazon. They weren't paying their drivers, blah, blah, blah. They weren't paying their drivers tips. It sucks. Fuck it. The NFL player Chad Wheeler pleads not guilty to all charges following the physical assault allegation from his girlfriend. Fuck these niggas. Um, how you guys feel about that? Oh, and also the NBA over Mark Cuban's request to stop the national anthem played at Dallas Maverick home games. What's your thoughts? Chris Wheeler, he's going to get off because he's pleading. He's probably pleading guilty by not guilty by in by reason of insanity. And he is diagnosed bipolar. So therefore, he technically cannot be prosecuted for anything, anything he does not remember doing because how can you it's like some type of little loophole that basically says you can't be like if you have no recollection of doing it in a sense you're not responsible for it but he did that shit and he deserved jail because he took it to the extremes and that's wild to be to he almost killed that girl he and then broke up not he almost killed her and then they didn't break up they woke up when she woke up he was sitting there eating as if nothing happened and was like I'm surprised you survived so this is not the first time he done done that to her. Of course not. This is probably not the first, second, or third time this has happened. Well, you know that even aside from him, how he acted, he like apologized straight out, like blah blah blah. Like we know he did that shit before because he knew, you know, he knew he was wrong. But you still, if you knew you were wrong, why are you pleading not guilty? Thank you. That's just saying. That's like that's that's saying I'm sorry, but. 
the same reason why abusers abuse women. How many times, like if that woman, literally the woman has to re- remove herself because that man cannot control himself to not do that. But when are we going to hold men accountable for not being able to control themselves? No, in most, in, in all of, in DV situations, we do. But that's what I'm saying in their mind, them saying, I'm sorry, them saying, you know, I don't want to do this again is enough for me to, for you to not leave. And then when it happens, you know, so I'm just, I'm saying in that same sense, he knew, you know, logically yes I know that's wrong but at the same time I'm still thinking like you're my woman I can do what I want and if I'm mad and I beat your ass you must have did something while I beat your ass yeah this is exactly why I'm pulling some hot grits on your ass maybe, thank maybe. you don't trust me I wish you would trust me I listen, wish you would try listen I'm crazy I heard Bree me you was on the same page sis so it's not even listen you hit me you better not ever trust me again you just bet you better not trust me cause you gonna wake up with but, some bitches some grease oh. on you burnt I'm for sure gonna fuck your ass right nice to sleep and then I'm going to cleaning <laughs> I'm getting to cleaning and you gonna have some boiling grits and bleach on you play with me if you want to that is a fact somebody um, won't even attempt to raise a hand if I even get that feeling that you're about to put your hands on me and I'm picking up the closest way, thing to you and knocking you with it it's <laughs> over like listen if I get any ink that you're about to hit me. Nope. I'm hitting you with the fu- listen. I'm tiny. I'm five to a hundred and fifteen pounds, soaking wet. I'm knocking you out before you even knock me out because one hit is enough for me. <laughs> I'm done after one hit. You gotta go before you get me. None of this. So if you do it once, if you try, no. Oh, and then it's done after after that one time. That's it. You're about to raise a hand. I'm out. It. I'm fighting with everything I got, and then I'm out. Yeah. I'm out regardless. Oh. Okay. I'm out regardless. It's just if you hit me first before you. You just better not trust me because I'm going out with a bang. Speaking of domestic, my, don't condone that. I, don't put your hand on a man. Don't put your hand on a woman because you never know. You might choose the right one and then get your ass clean out. Don't do it. But it, it reminds me because I was having a conversation with somebody about uh, Megan and Hardy party recently. I found it very funny that regardless of the timing of each relationship, there is a common denominator in every single relationship that Megan has come out with verbally and discussed verbally about. At this point, we need to reevaluate the fact that this these things continue to happen with her and it's starting to look a little crazy. All right, can you explain what you're talking about? Just this. My common denominator for Megan is that she always ends up in these aggressive, passionate relationships. Being mindful, and I'm going all the way back prior to even Money Baggio. I'm going back to the, the NFL player back and forth, and the cops ended up locking her ass up because she fucked that nigga up. And when they, the cops asked her, did he put her hands on her? She pleaded the fifth because she didn't want him to go to jail, but the feeling wasn't mutual because she was beating that nigga ass. Fast forward to Tory Lanez and we're dealing with the same aggressive, passionate relationships that she's dealing with. Now we're at party and we saw how that Tory shit ended. We saw how the other dude ended. So now we're going and we're looking at partisan. Now I love me some party. Don't get me wrong. I think that is a perfect match because party is gorgeous. Jesus. I've seen that man in person. Lord. But he found his head. Like he's gorgeous. He's tall. He's a talk. Girl, he's a shade of chocolate too it's just I, like in your mouth 
of chocolate. Outside of the fact that, like, he can write. A lot of the problems that I've had with Megan over the past couple of releases, album releases, I don't mean these singles, they aren't great when it comes to content. They're mediocre. Even with her freestyle, it's mediocre. Like, her content is never there. So, for what I, and I think she knows that as well, that Party could help her with her writing shit. They, he may be able to write her some stuff that's a little bit better or a little bit more catered to what we kind of want from her. I think she's very fully aware of that. I just also believe that because her past relationships have always ended up in this terrible ass way I don't want this new relationship to end up in the same terrible ass way because low key I think they're trying to do like a Cardi offset so Phil though we need to give Megan some slack Megan is only 25 years old and Megan is utterly alone Megan don't got no family like sadly as she lost both her parents and her grandmother she's grieving in the way that she feels she needs to grieve and at this point we although she's in the public eye like you can't tell nobody how to grieve but we tell people how to grieve all the time so but why? you can't tell nobody how to grieve because how, how they choose to grieve is how they choose to deal with well, it but we can say that her the way that we can tell her that the way that she's choosing to grieve is toxic and that's not gonna help her heal but we need to give her cut her a little bit of slack because at 25 to realize that you are utterly alone and you don't got no more family that has to be a mental thing and obviously it could cause some codependency issues realistically just realistically, but I think we should give her a little break on that part. She could just be in those situations just because she feel alone and she don't want to be alone. I didn't think about that part that Nala mentioned, like that she might be going through that, but I feel like that could be a contributing factor. But I also feel like if we take, and I don't want people to come at me sideways for this, if we take her grieving part aside, like if she wasn't going through that, I think that a lot of people would also be telling her, and some people might be mad at this too, to telling her to not be as aggressive. Mm -hmm. Because in reality, when we went, if you want to get real about it, if you're trying to, you know, when we, where we say keep a man, it sounds weird because it's not like we always want to be like, we don't need a man, but we want a man. Like, but if you realistically want to be in a relationship with a male, a male, man, somebody who considers themselves that, you can't be that aggressive. No man in his right mind wants to be with a woman that is that aggressive. You're not saying, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't be independent. Doesn't mean that you can't speak your opinion. Doesn't mean that you can't, you know, stand your ground, command your presence. But at the same time, like a man doesn't want to, he wants to be with a woman because he doesn't want to be with another man. Yes, exactly. Male, masculine man, he doesn't, he's not looking for that masculine energy. Yeah, he's looking for me loving you up. That's the energy. <laughs> I love you, love. So I I think, I mean, granted, the Tory situation doesn't really, it kind of fits in, but doesn't really fit in, into my opinion, because he was really the one that fucked up because, like, her getting shot was because of something he did on some fuckboy shit, not because, like, you know, they was arguing or whatever. But I can see what you mean with her ex that we heard about that she got into a fight with, um, and she was the one who ended up getting arrested, and with Partisan. Because that video that came out, he was banging on the door and doing all this shit. I was just like, yo, like, people thought it was funny, but, like, that was low-key a lot. Because when you're yes. being banged like that there's a fine line between you joking around and then you really serious wait what video are y'all yes. talking about because i've never seen it so there was a video i don't remember if it was from his point of view or somebody else's in the house point of view but basically they were trying friend. to insinuate like you heard partisan yelling and banging on the door like yo come out the bathroom come out the bathroom type of yelling and then like the girls inside are like oh but like she using a bathroom like we coming we coming like megan is laughing or whatever and so it's like on that something like, like i'm joking but i'm not joking type shit and so that's why i said there was a fine line and then at some point like i think they 
they bust in the bathroom and they were trying to be, you know, when girls go to the bathroom and they was trying to get them out, but it was just on some like, if somebody would have said something slick, wanted either one of the two of them, it could have went left so quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of Megan in these aggressive relationships because truthfully, I understand that, yes, she is an alpha woman, but I feel like there has to be a healthy balance between being an alpha woman and understanding your place. And when I say understanding your place, I'm in a rude, you confined to a box. I mean, your place as a woman. And a partnership. Exactly. She got to do better when it comes to that. Truthfully, if you really want to keep it a buck, I don't want Megan to be in a relationship. And personally, I prefer her to keep that shit behind closed doors, including this relationship. I wish she would have just kept behind closed doors because... She to do that, though. She want to enjoy her relationship. It's Megan the Stallion. As much as we love Party, he's not up like that. He's dating that's Megan the Stallion. But then that's exactly what I mean. He's going to show that a shit all. At some point, you know he is. It's like, like what? I bag Megan the Stallion? Boy, come on. And I think there's nothing wrong with bragging about the fact, but my G, if you really want to get technical, they've been talking way longer than this. They've been talking since last year. Why do we need to know? I didn't I didn't need to know. I really didn't. He's been wooing her since last year. Why do I? I don't. It doesn't mean that she was on him, though. Yes, yeah, she was. Who was on who? She reciprocated it. She accepted yeah, it. Yeah, she, she definitely was in the comments liking, putting hard eyes. I didn't need you to come out with the relationship, fam. You could have kept that to yourself. Single Megan makes more of a bigger impact than relationship Megan does. I don't know if I can really tell that because really realistically, she was only really in a relationship with Moneybag Yo for like two seconds and they had one, maybe two a song and that was it. And I don't think it really affected her image. I mean, it, everybody had relationships with two seconds, but I remember that relationship being very, very longer than two seconds. It was a couple of months. A, a few couple months. of It was a few months. Yeah, it really wasn't that long. It was a few months. It, it was, was like four months. A lot. I guess, like, in that time frame. But, like, when you really think about it, like, if, when they were got together and then when it found out they got over, it was like, oh, shit, that was mad quick, relationship-wise. Like, And he was on to the next. Right. As was she. And it was, like, the only reason why we found out about Tori, I mean, we were slowly finding out about it, but, like, if the whole shooting incident didn't happen, we really wouldn't have known that much. Yeah, because they had <laughs> never confirmed that they were, like... Exactly. You said they didn't or they did? Before the shooting incident, like, we saw little hints and stuff, but, like, they never out as like we was together and it was still foggy if they was even together or not and what as this story unfolded that's true i feel like when we until we see her in like a relation a public relationship for like six months or more then maybe we can see because I by then you'll probably have a song or two out. Listen, she he gonna write a nice good song for her like see like future row for sierra i'm down for that just give me content Stop giving me this half-ass shit. Um, Golden Globes happened. The nominees, the show is this weekend on the 28th. We have some great shows that are in the nominations. Yes. Um, and I also actually found out two of Spike Lee's kids uh, are nominated for Golden Globe. Oh, look at that. So that's dope to see. Some of the nominations include Lovecraft County, Ron Rainey's Black Bottom, Spike Lee's The Fly, Five Bloods, and Bridgerton. Also, Power won three NW. AP war nominations this year, which is great. I'm, I'm very proud of that. So I do have one clip that I would like to show you guys or play for you guys. And I would love your thoughts because, you know, guy's an interesting character. Um, Kevin Samuels. Because I don't care. Okay. okay. Why? Why? Because 
because I don't get, I'm stingy. I'm stingy with the, with the, excuse me? I'm stingy with it. I do not give it up easily. Were you married to your, were you married to your daughter's, your, your baby mama, though, right? Baby mama, I've never been married, no, but I just, okay, don't, so I let, know. Hold on, hold on, let me, let, let's talk about this, though. See, um, I find it funny that women like yourself, baby mamas, all of a sudden want to get stingy with the puss after you gave your womb up before a ring. But then you want the high-value man to put a ring on it before he gets it? So am I supposed to give it away? You got damn right you already did. Because here's the thing. See, that's what I mean. Man, you're a used vehicle wanting brand new 2021 prices. Yo, knowledge place is priceless. Yes, yes. Yes, he said that. Mm-hmm. He said it. Yes, he did. With his whole chest, he said it. Now, personally, before you guys get started, I actually really fuck with Kevin Samuels. Shockingly, right? Because granted, yes, I can agree that his delivery is almost always off. But the message that he's discussing is almost always right. His delivery, it makes you want to fight him. Like, how dare you say... Motherfucking vehicle, bitch. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of first and foremost, <laughs> she was a little too calm for me. Because as soon as that used vehicle would have came out of his mouth, I would have stopped him and said, um, excuse me, sir. Yes, he did. He said that you're a used vehicle wanting 2021 prices. I'm a used vehicle wanting 2021 prices and all I have to do is exist. What did you have to do to try to get me to say yes? Mm. And that's why he talks about high value women and high value men. Because I think that concept in which you're speaking of is a very general stance, right? However, I don't think it always digests into the bigger picture of things. What he's discussing in that, from what I took, is that when you are a woman that has a child, there's a certain level of seriousness, like a man no understanding that, yeah, you brought a whole life into this earth. Now, when men look at you, it's going to be a very very different perspective or very different opinion versus a woman who doesn't have kids. They place the value on the woman that doesn't have the kids and doesn't have the baggage higher than the woman that does. So the woman that does may not necessarily always get the same treatments that the woman that does not have the kids. I mean, I would just, I was agreeing with you. I was saying that like, in when like in Kevin Samuels where when he's talking about high value men, you know, men that make easily over $300,000 or more, they're looking at everything as in terms of assets and liabilities. And when you're a single woman that is over the age of 30, 30, 33, a child, that child is a liability. Most if you listen to like a lot of the women that call in, you know, they want a high value man because, you know, I want to stay at home. I don't want to work. I want to be with the kids. I want to do this. And so you want to do all of that, that takes money. And when you come into it already with a kid, that means you already have to deal with this other person's father. I have to now take into account a whole lot of other things, whereas I can get, I can build with a single woman and then we can create all of these things together. And then when we decide to have children, I'm, I'm taking that on because it's my decision. Which he's not wrong. And that's why I think it comes off, I think it comes off odd and like, like outlandish to most people because when you think of that just in, in the terms of like any man, in a sense like men who make a little bit of money or men who make lots of money, like it sounds strange. But when you're thinking about people who make guys like that make a lot of money, and I guess they 
unfortunately, they're looking for a certain type of woman and he's trying to give advice on the type of woman that these high value men claim that they want that they want. And if you want to be with a high value man, this is the tips that he's giving you. So you know what's and up. Now, according to Kevin Samuels, all three of us are high value. I'm fine with that. And so we can ask where I could give back. So we can't expect or we can't entertain non-high value men because we would then be taking ourselves and now try to level down or dim our light. Yeah, I mean, it also ties into like, if you believe in, forget like the saying or like the idea that uh, you're the man, the woman can't make more than the man like in a relationship or else it's not going to work. Um, or relationships need to be equally yoked. When I was so like, you know, if I'm going to college and I got to go to, I got to be with a guy that went to college or else it's just not going to work. In reality, that's not true because my boyfriend didn't go to college and if you would not know that you would he just sounds just as smart and is just as intelligent as anybody else that I went to school with but if you believe that you know the your relationship should be equally yoked in that way then like you said Bree a high value man is going to seek a high value woman in all aspects whether that's financial mental emotional all of that st- stability all of that which also a lot of the high value men always want women that are available to fit their needs whether they be um, dawn or dust and having a career as a high value woman looking for a high value man may not necessarily work either because of the fact that I have my career and I wouldn't be giving all of my energy and my time into you. But I also don't think no high value man is going to expect you to give all of all of your time when I've been on clubhouse to many clubhouse rooms and there'd be mad high value men that are sitting there like, yeah, no, I want my girl to be at home. She don't need to work. What is she working for? She's supposed to be there to my beck and call. They, they don't want a woman that is able to fend for herself because that is seen to them as masculine. So if you can go get it by yourself, what's the point of me being there? Which they're not so far off when it comes to certain things like that. But I also think it depends on the woman. There are certain girls that I know that will be okay with that. But I know for myself, Zara and like us, we probably wouldn't be okay with that. I feel like one of those things, I can't knock another woman if she wants to stay home and do that. Because that's her reality. The same way that she can't knock me for wanting to be the mom and work. We just can't, nah. we're not going to be able to understand each other's reality, but I can't, I can't tell you that that's wrong. If that's how, but makes you happy and that's how you want to live your life. I can't tell you, you can afford to live that life comfortably. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's like, who wouldn't want to do that? And re- in re- all reality, who would not want to be able to stay home and do whatever the hell you want to do all day? And my man goes to work. Hell yeah. Love that. Same time, I know that, that I don't only want that to be the only thing that's in my life. I want, yes, I want to have a family and I want to be there and raise kids and all of that. But at the same time, like the work that I do is just as equal is important to me and for a high value you're not his cup of tea because he wants somebody that's going to be dedicated to fill his not your own i feel like that's tricky because i feel like we cannot rope all high value men into the group of of men that want their women to stay home because there's a lot of so-called low value and broke niggas out here that want the same thing so i feel like that when you like saying that like kind of pushes it into a different realm what I definitely feel like when you say like because I don't think all high value men like all men that have because there's a lot of men out here that are championing you being partners with your part with your woman like there's yeah. a lot of men that are successful business partners that know that if it like my wife wasn't my girl wasn't with me like holding it down and either whether it's doing the work with me or making sure that I'm good but at the same time she got her thing going on so we both good 
Like, come on, bro. That's a perfect world, but the reality is that shit doesn't fucking happen. Like, That's it doesn't. A couple being together and working together on business and the woman being the go-getter and the one that's going to work and going to the meetings and having kids while doing all of this. And yet the man feels that she's not available enough for him, regardless of whatever she's dealing with, whether that be the kid, whether that be their company that they are dealing with together. It doesn't matter. That's still time availability is still a thing that still needs to be said and still needs to be taken care of because lo and behold, that same nigga that had the woman that was the go-getter and brought the bread home, had the kid, still bringing the kid to work. She's a hustler. He still ended up cheating on her. So that isn't... Wives don't get cheated on every day? But that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So what you're... But what I'm... So my point is that that's men. Men is going to do whatever... What They're going to do dog shit no matter if you give them the world and staying catered to their every need or you give them dog shit and treat them like the scum of your shoe. You feel me? Like, it don't matter. So I'm saying is like, you, they're like Jay-Z and Beyonce would not be like that if Beyonce or Jay-Z was one of them worth being about. Yeah. Catering to, towards the other. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? There's a lot of, like Will and Jada wouldn't be how they are if they were in that type of relationship where one was catering towards the other. So there's plenty of examples of where there's, you can both have a woman and a man who both have important careers and can make it work. You just got to be wanting to do that. Jay-Z and Beyonce, that's the one I, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence about because I don't know. Honestly, I don't know because there are moments that I feel like fans love Beyonce and they accept Jay-Z. I mean, if that makes any sense. But that's if, I feel like that's only if you're a fan of Beyonce only, which there are. But of course, because that's her husband, they, you know, Jay-Z is, is on that level that he's just kind of like an icon just as much. But I feel like us saying that, like, we know the work that Jay-Z puts in and we know the work that Beyonce puts in. And so I can't deny that. And it's just like, even, like I said, yes, he had his Becky moment and he did whatever, but like every guy's going to have that moment. And it's just a matter of if they choose to act on it or not. But it has nothing to do with whether she was sitting at home and catering to him or whether she was out here getting that money just like him. It all depends on the dude, which I agree. And it's like, unfortunately, like as women, that's, I mean, as, I just can't even just say as women, as people, because women can cheat too. Mm-hmm. As people, that's just something that you have to unfortunately deal with when you decide to be in a relationship, because at the end of the day, that person can leave you and at any moment. I don't care if y'all married, y'all been together all day. At any moment, you could just did and not give a fuck. But it's but if you really think about it in reality, if it's almost impossible to expect somebody to be with only you for the rest of your entire life. No, it's not, Zara. That's not impossible. Rhea, you don't even know where you're going to be in the next five years. How can I know that I want to spend the next 100 with somebody else? That's the whole purpose. It's a choice. Right, and that's what I'm saying. It's an active choice of choosing over and over again. You hope and you believe and you pray to God and you... You, you work at it every day. A relationship is work. You work at it every day to not do that. But I'm just saying their small reality is it can always happen. You can change your mind within a blink and of an eye. Exactly. And you can't fault. It's human nature. Like you can't fault people for how their feelings change or don't change. You can adapt to it. You can, you know, obviously you don't want people to be fuck people about it, but it, it happens. And it's like getting married and, or commitment doesn't, is not going to take that away. Who am I to judge? And just put a girl in a, in a green hoodie. I mean, they're your words. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you would tell me the same thing. That's not the point. Anyway, 
new music, uh, the Black Messiah movie soundtrack dropped. I really enjoyed that um, that Nipsey and Hoverse. You know, shout out to Hove, Hovers Goat. No. Oh, also, I don't really like how people from other states dispose. Like, he's not the GOAT. They're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm over. I can't wait for the reign of Jay-Z. And I looked at them and I said, the reign will never be over. Because who was topping other than fucking certified? Um... Exactly. No, no. Like, <laughs> I, no, can't, I, I don't know what to say. Like, it's just not, not going to happen. Get used to it. Right. But, I mean, but it's also like, we don't say that to Drake. What you mean? Don't nobody say, oh, I'm ready for Drake's to be, to not be number one. Oh, yes, DJ can go away. Nah, bro. Not the same way that people are, would be over Jay-Z publicly. No, people would oh. never say that. Okay. I know yeah. too many guys, not even just girls. I know too many guys that think Drake is like one of the greatest rappers ever. So I know they would never slander him like that. People just love to hate on New York. That's it. Why, though? Nobody's telling Snoop Dogg to chill out. Because he's been chill for decades. He's been chill my entire life. I've never seen Snoop Dogg come out of character. Maybe twice. But other than that, to keep it a buck with you, that nigga's high all the time. Exactly. What else dropped? Anything, Zara, that you want to touch base on? Um, I've been listening to Pooh Um, I can't even, like, back in blood really <laughs> grew on me. Like, when I need my ratchet moments in the morning and stuff, like, I play that. Especially because Lil Durk is on it and Durkio, that's my guy. Um, but also I like this song called Adderall. It's by this kid called Pop Hunter, but the the remix featuring Lil Uzi is fire. Oh, you talking about Adderall? Yeah. Yeah, that shit. Uzi walked on that verse, yo. In a sense, okay, so there's a whole thing as a DJ and, and with the whole, like, anime gaming world, that song is technically considered a chiptune song mm-hmm. because they use, like, gaming sounds and stuff like that in it. Yeah. So it's called a chip tune. It's actually kind of full, but I like that song. I like that song, but only the remix. I had that hot shit. Well, guys, I think we tapped into everything that I want to talk about this week. We're not going to uh, talk about your girl, oh. um, Miss Monice in April. I don't know nothing about that. You know what the fuck happened? Rundown. Jock the Dre and me in April, Omarion's baby mama was spotted out at dinner. For some reason, Monice thought it was smart to say something about it on an interview show that she was on. Why? Because they asked her about it because she um, used to, because April also dated Drew on Love and Hip Hop and so Monice has a baby. And so, you know, they act, that's his, they gonna ask her about it. And instead of just shutting her mouth, and saying no comment, she said something, and then apparently Dr. Dre called her and threatened her about to keep her mouth shut. Lord Jesus. Supposedly. I don't know if the call leaked or not, but she supposedly got voicemails and text messages and blah, blah, blah. And then she went on, you know, somebody, she went on the internet saying that Dr. Dre threatened her and how could he do that as a man, blah, blah, blah. Monice did it? Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> the fuck because you opened your mouth about shit that you should be minding your business to because she's no longer fucking your baby back but why do you care where she's putting her pussy if that's your friend just say i hope they happy bye 
But they're not friends, bro. So why do you care where she's putting her pussy? Because that's what she said when she decided to open her mouth. She was like, yeah, I fuck with her. Like, you know, I like, you know, she's cool. She does this. She was saying all these great things about her, but still decided to run her mouth. So I'm saying if that, if this is somebody that you think is cool, you don't have no beef. She's a beautiful woman. Da, 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 da. Shut your mouth and be, let her be happy. Bitch, I'm happy for her. Get to the bag, eh, bro? A real player can only sit back and respect it. Now, will it last? Who knows? I promise you, if that lasts, that'll be the greatest come-up story I've ever seen. How you go from loving hip-hop to the oldest nigga in the game? That's better than Cardi B's. I'm rooting for you, April. So, say your picks of the week, guys. So, mine is, it's not a new song, but it's a song that I rediscovered. Um, Tiptoes by Saweetie featuring Quavo. I heard their other song before together and I was like, okay, it was cute. But then I heard this, I was like, oh, okay. Y'all got a little banger. That's cute. I like it. Hey, let me tell you about this chick from the West Coast. Whoa. Light skin, baby hairs, but she do the most. Uh. She like to bounce that ass on her tippy toes. Hey. She even tried to make me eat her out before I stroke. Ooh. She get evil, deadly down a needle. Evil. Think I need her, treat her like a needle. Need her. Pricey little bitch, Pricey. icy little bitch. Icy. Put it in her one time, now she fine about my dick. Hey. Hello? Now they calling about that shit. Had to throw some bitches off, cause they trying to sink the ship. Uh. Her titties soft, and that pussy got that grip. She said I Spin it in the strip club, why can't I spin it here? South, nigga. I know this nigga from the south yeah. Before I let him hit, I had to put it in his mouth Splish, splash, uh-huh Pussy never on a drought Put him in the doghouse Then fuck up his bank account All cash, uh-huh Nigga spend it on me Real bitch with the shit He depending on me uh-huh. Icy wifey like it rocky So he take me out to wifey All these bitches try to cop me But he know he never saw me Uh-huh uh, Na-na-na-na-na uh, This nigga brought me Gucci and Prada to Uh-huh I'ma ride to die the made back, give it slap tie. Hold on, is these windows in it? Yeah. Hey. They got you the brand new AP, it's frosty. I did. Get with Huncho, baby, and your boss. Nala, do you have a song you would like to play for Pick of the Week? Yeah. Of course. You already know what I'm going to play. This song is by Casey Yang. It's unreleased. Um, it's called Senseless and it's actually pretty fast. It's R&B vibe. Just give back When you too close, I get anxious When I swerve it, I might lane switch Ooh, when you hear it, you might hate this It's what you want How you do that? You did me dirty Got my shells up, you can't hurt me No, I cannot let you curse me Ooh, yeah Should we continue? You playing in my heart like it's a venue Okay, you never could answer none of my questions. I don't understand how you walk around pretending like you think I'm not the man. Take my head big now. Well, some you ride too, as you should. 
Um, my pick of the week is Only You by Eric Bellinger and Hitmaker, their new EP that they just dropped. 1-800, hit easy. Only you can make me feel the way you do, you do. Why you keep me coming, running back to you? Keep me running back to you. It's something about you, baby, yeah. I can't describe it, baby, now. Only you can make me feel the way you do. Keep me running back to you. Yeah, I'm right here, my dear, yeah. Pull up on me so sincere, yeah. 21 is your year, pay, but I need Check, yeah. Add it up, we on Forbes list, yeah They proceeding with caution, yeah But we don't care for attention, no. No. I like legs in the ceiling To keep it a billion, yeah And I like running through millions Need someone to build with Easy Only you can make me feel the way you do I hope Eric Bellinger takes off. What you mean? No, we're not gonna do this today. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna diss my man's e money like that. We're not gonna do this. I will not let you out here. Disrespect it's my disrespect. It's disrespect because he definitely has made it way more records than a lot of people. Who? You guys do know that he writes, right? I was about to say, as an artist or as a writer. Yes. So, like, why we why we sitting here acting like my brother did his first single? Writer, but as an artist. But why we acting like about Eric Bellinger? Because Eric Bellinger as an artist is fired. No, I dispute that. I I I didn't miss. I I didn't say that at all. I didn't say that he was. I was like, hold on. I didn't say that he wasn't fired. I said, I hope that he takes off meaning that we know about him and i feel like there's a lot there's a lot of people that still don't know about him that he that's fair that's what i mean like especially when you said that he's linking up with hitmaker i'm like cool uh youngberg made a comeback all right now let's see if you know we can take this shit further okay i mean but you know it was lovely talking to you ladies any last words you can follow us on every single platform instagram twitter spotify anchor apple Podcasts. you know we're on all of them so just check us out follow us subscribe to our youtube all that other great stuff subscribe to happy accidents subscribe <laughs> um yes you already know um if you follow me you should follow my brand at the happy accidents club on instagram um you can find us at the happy accidents club on facebook um go get you a t-shirt go get you a bag a hoodie you lit you guys can follow me on instagram and follow my ig live series stereotaku i'm still looking for artists and we'll be coming back with more soon thank you guys for having me of course. Even though you're like my friend, so I really don't need to thank y'all, but... <laughs> Yo, y'all see how spicy she is, right? This is why we fight. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs>
No, no, no. We actually don't fight. What what happens is, is I go over Bree's house and Bree stars me as like punishment. I did healthy food and she doesn't like it. I hate it. <laughs> I'd be hungry. I, if you really want to get technical, I have nothing but healthy food in my house. And Nala does not like the fact that I don't have anything unhealthy in my house niggas will open up my fridge and niggas like you know i know you gotta i know you you a clean healthy eater because i don't see one no nothing bro she just be trying to feed me plants like that's gonna fill my stomach up it's not i need meat i need some meat ma'am you don't need me i need a glizzy but guys we appreciate you for listening yeah